0: We're going to talk about the topic of, again, when somebody uh, has a doubt if he owes money to someone when he does or doesn't need to pay. So this is, again, addressed in the Alter Rebbe Shulchanuch in the laws of loans in Sif Lamedov. And he says, if a person has a doubt if he borrowed money from his friend, means he doesn't even know if he borrowed altogether. It's not that he has a doubt if he paid him or not. That's another story. When he knows he borrowed money and he's not sure if he paid, that's, in a, that's a situation where, the, 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 where he, he basically saying, for sure, I owe him the question is if I don't owe him anymore. Here, the question is not if I for sure borrowed. No, I don't know if I even borrowed altogether, but I might have. Okay. So then his friend, however, says, I know for sure you borrowed. You have a doubt if you borrowed. I know for sure that you borrowed and you owe me the money. So the Alterabi Rebbe says that you have a chiyov latzei de shemayin. That means you have an obligation to fulfill your spiritual obligation. It's interesting when he says you have an f- obligation to fulfill your spiritual obligation because that means that physically, based in can't enforce you to pay. However, spiritually, there is an obligation to pay. So the Altar Rebbe is saying that spiritually you have an obligation to pay when you yourself are not 100% sure that you even borrowed altogether but your friend is certain that you you owe him it, and you're saying it's a possibility i just don't remember okay then you would need to pay uh, as a spiritual obligation and he says even though that your putter medini them as i mentioned and if the guy who is making the claim against you is in doubt right you're in doubt if you even borrowed altogether you're not sure if you paid. you borrow and the guy who's claiming against you is also in doubt then you don't even have uh, a spiritual obligation to pay in such a case. Uh, however, different laws might apply if you know that you borrowed and you're not sure if you paid. Now, I'd like to share two more cases. Second, the next case we'll talk about is from the Shulchan Arch itself in chapter 75 in Choshen Mishpat Sef Yud, where it says if a person. Uh, again, he was not, no one made a claim against him, but on his own, he says, I borrowed, or um, I did borrow, or you gave me something, or I took something from you, and I, and I owe it to you, and I don't know if I gave it back to you. Okay, so this is now the second scenario, uh, where I, uh, nobody, however, is claiming against you, but you're acknowledging that you, you definitely did owe someone at some point in time. So, it says in the Shulchan Aruch, If a person wants to fulfill their spiritual obligation. Notice here in the Shulchanach of the Beis Yosef, yeah, he's saying if you want to fulfill your spiritual obligation, you need to pay. Notice sometimes when the Alter Rebbe writes it, he says you have an obligation to fulfill your spiritual obligation. It's interesting, I will note that the Alter Rebbe in the Shulchanach, generally he, he requires the, you know, us to follow a certain practice of chasidus, a certain practice of piousness and and beyond the level of the basic requirement. And in the laws of Choshe the laws that Alter Rebbe wrote on Chosh Mishpat, he was not writing every possible scenario. he's only writing limited cases, very limited in size in comparison to the entire Shulchan of Choshen Mishpat, but yet his intent was to try to find the cases which are somewhat practical and applicable to people who are not necessarily sitting in a bastion. This can come up all the time. So in, so as the altar wants that you should certainly fulfill your spiritual obligation, but no, it's only a spiritual obligation. Again, here the shulchanah says that if you want to fulfill your spiritual obligation, um, to do that is that is something you would need to do. You must pay if you want to take away your spiritual obligation. Now there's an interesting question that the shach raises, which brings a big uh, debacle in the postgame. If uh, the shach adds the following... He says, okay, let's say the guy says, I'm not sure if I borrowed money. No, no, I'm sorry. He says, I borrowed money. But I don't remember if I paid, um, right? I, I I borrowed money. So as we said, the uh, um I don't remember if I paid you, right? So then they say that uh, spiritually you have to pay. The Shach adds, he says, even if, the, the, the defendant, uh, I'm sorry, uh, we'll call him the potential uh, lender, we'll call him, who didn't make any claim against this. Thing. He says this, he says, I don't know if you borrowed from me any money, but I can tell you one thing for sure. You definitely did not pay me back. So now you have here two interesting things. You have a, a borrower or a person who says, I certainly took money from you, but I don't remember if I paid you back, which the Shulchanan says you have a spiritual obligation to pay if no one is claiming it from you. And the shach is adding that we can even say that when the, we'll call him the lender, I guess, he's saying, certainly you didn't pay me back, right? Absolutely you did not pay me back. That's all I can tell you. Did you borrow from me this? I don't know. So the shach says the same law will apply, that you won't need to be forced to pay. It'll all be part of some sort of spiritual obligation. But you would be pater from dine adam, he says, however, you should take a rabbinical oath called a shvut hesis, rabbinical oath, to say that you, you know, that you don't know for sure that you, um, you know, did not uh, that you still owe. You know, I mean, you, you can't, uh, you know, you would have to swear. I, I swear I don't know. You know, not that I certainly owe. So this shach is like saying, you see, it seems to be a problem here. He's saying, even if I know certainly I borrowed. And the other guy's saying, I don't know if you borrowed, but you certainly didn't pay me back. The shach says that you still don't have an obligation by based in to pay. It's only a spiritual obligation. Comes along the, the, urim, the tumim is, urim. The Tumim was written by Jonas and Eichens. So he uh, comments on this shach. And he doesn't agree. He quotes the shach. That if the, they'll call him, the lender says, I don't know. Uh, again, if the bar, the guy who says, I don't know if I borrowed, and then, then the lender says, I don't know if you paid me, but I, I, he says, I know you didn't pay me. I just don't know if you borrowed. Uh, but, you know, so so he still would be exempt. So the Tumim says that's not, that can't be the case. Lomistabra Kalali says it doesn't make any sense. For sure, in such a case, when the borrower is saying, I know I borrowed, but I didn't pay you. And the lender is saying, I don't know if you borrowed, but you certainly didn't pay. For sure, we have to add the two points up. And for sure, we have to make them have to pay. And that seems to be, uh, Mistaber makes sense, uh, as the term says, in, in, in practice, if that would ever um, fold out. Now, I'll finish off with the following case. And this case is from... Uh, discussed for the first time by the Taz, the Turi Zahav, Rabdavid Alevi, one of the commentators on, on the Shulchan Aruch, um, from Poland. And, okay, and he says as follows. Um, there, he says, I was asked the following question. Somebody uh, paid off uh, money to his friend. And after he paid off the money, the lender, I guess so it was a loan, and then the lender comes to him and says, look, one of the coins that you gave me was counterfeit and uh, you gotta return me a proper coin. So now, um, the, the, I guess the borrower who's paying him off, it says to him, he says, look, what do you want from me? Um, you're coming to me after I already paid you back. And therefore, um, I don't owe you any money because whenever the suffix, whenever the, the doubt came as to if I owed you money or not, um, it was after I already paid you off. So now I'm, I'm basically you're making a claim against me, and I, in essence, are a, I'm a person who, when you made the claim against me, I didn't owe you any money, or assumingly didn't owe you any money, and therefore, why you know I, I don't need, I don't need to pay you now. So that was like the doubt, and the rabbis uh, the, the Taz quotes, some were uh, in doubt as to what, what should the law be in this case? because now we find the counterfeit money, did it come from him or did it not come from him? you know? And um, the, the Taz's opinion was that he follows the approach that we could compare uh, this case of where the guy gave the money and then later, you know, similarly there's a question if there was counterfeit money paid, that would be similar to the case of where a person says, I don't know if I owe you all to together. Remember, we brought a case. If a guy says, I don't know if I owe you money, so I'll pee in, uh, a person doesn't need to pay in such a case. He does not need to pay by the letter of the law if he says altogether is a doubt if I owe you money. And so too over here. He paid the money, and there was um, assumedly some sort of a counterfeit coin discovered. So that's similar to like saying, "I don't know. Um, I don't know if I owe you altogether." The Piskei brings the Shach in, uh, also in Choshmish, but much later on in chapter two hundred and thirty-two, where there the Shach quotes the Rashdam. And actually, quote uh, Paskin's different than this view of the TAS. He wants to be stringent. He wants to say that when you find the counterfeit money later, and then this question is, did this borrower give the money or not? That would be similar to somebody who basically says, "I, I borrowed money from you, but I don't know if it paid you back. And usually in the poskim, when we have a, uh, a dispute between the shach and the taz, the, the general approach is to follow the shach, unless otherwise that uh, later poskim after the shach somehow uh, disagree with him. But if, if not the case, generally we would follow the shach. Uh, the shach was written by the Sifse Cohen, um, also from the time he lived in Poland. And he was a little bit, uh, he, was, he, was, he was younger than the taz, but he lived a, a little after him as well. Now, the Tumim, as we mentioned earlier, the Urim, the Tumim from Jonas and Iveschitz, he also weighs in on this question and he writes at great length on this question about the counterfeit money. And he wants to say that if the guy... Who was purchasing the merchandise, let's say, or he was paying off, uh, let's just say it was with purchasing merchandise and he paid it off right away. So there never was a time where he really owed any money because the moment that he took the money, he already paid, uh, paid it. So he never was ever chayav, he never was obligated or in debt to this person. So then we would say that we could compare it to the case where a guy says, I, never, I, I, I don't know if I'm obligated to you, which then we could say he's exempt. Because there was never a time when we for sure said that he was obligated. However, the Tumim adds another very important rule... And I think it's like literally basic common sense is that we also have to assume, we have to take into consideration if the guy also was certain when he gave the money that he looked at his money. Did he look and inspect it that it's you know proper money, non counterfeit money? And also, when was the receiver uh, looking, the person who you know either or the seller or the lender? When did he look at the money for the first time? If he looked at it after he already put in his pocket with other things, then certainly that's another you know new ballpark of doubts that we could add to the case and that would be a bit different so i think it would always be one thing that we can take out from here and and, 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 you know the post can want to generally follow the view that uh, if he looked at it and he says i'm certain i didn't give you any counterfeit money why should we believe the other guy over him and then we definitely would take the side of the person who gave it that he didn't give counterfeit money however if he didn't look at it Okay, and the other guy looked at it right away, that's gonna put um, the, the, the buyer or the borrower in a bad situation that we could say that he should have looked at what he did. Um, and this is a doubt in the law, and um, again, many would will, will take the stringent approach that maybe the, uh, like the Shach, um, that we said that he that he should pay out of doubt, but again, all this would really depend, as the uh, Ornimetumim wrote, if he really looked at his money. Did he not look at his money? How much time went on in between? And I think this is a very important lesson that we should, you know, always write down when we owe people money or if they owe us, and keep track of things. you have witnesses, and of course, make sure you look at your money when you're, you know, giving large bills or receiving them. Look at it right away. Just make sure there's no counterfeit money. Okay.